From the editors of Cannabis Business Times and the team at Quest, this is How to Win a Cannabis Cultivation License, a new limited series that focuses on this integral process, the starting line for all of us in the industry. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of Cannabis Business Times. We're pleased to bring you an in-depth look at the licensing process in the cannabis industry, over 10 episodes, as things stand in 2021. This is episode three. Something we want to home in on in this series is the nexus of cannabis-specific experience and business acumen, this particular combination that's vital to winning a license. This gets talked about a lot as a concept, but we'd like to go a little deeper and see how these two ideas work with each other. This week, we're speaking with Byron Statton, Chief of Agriculture and Operations at Apothka, a licensed cultivation business based in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, about an hour northwest of Boston. It's an interesting place to turn our attention, in part because Fitchburg has embraced the cannabis industry. It's something of a hub in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. The Worcester Business Journal last year quoted Mike O'Hara, the principal planner in Fitchburg's Department of Community Development, who said that there's a lot of investment taking place, and Apothka is part of that story. Byron has been on the team at Apothka for the past three years, but it's not his first rodeo in the business. Prior to Apothka, he built Mayflower in Massachusetts, part of Ianthus's portfolio. And prior to his work in Mass, Byron worked in Seattle in the cannabis industry. I've been in Mass now for about five years, so I saw it go from DPH to CCC. You know, I saw all the big changes that happened in the Massachusetts market. But I've been a number of projects here in Massachusetts, so I kind of like the regulatory side of it here. Apothka runs a 26-acre greenhouse operation in Fitchburg, a former Bayer Pharmaceuticals property, and that includes an extraction and kitchen facility on site. It's a halfway rural part of the state, near the border of New Hampshire, and Apothka is one of several cannabis cultivation businesses working in the area. City leaders have been receptive and engaged, Byron tells me, setting a fine example for local stakeholders elsewhere who might be interested in the cannabis space. The Fitchburg uh, relationship's been really kind of interesting for everybody because, like I said, there's 11 of us up here, okay? Like, everybody's came here. They've been very receptive to everything, you know? Uh, I can't say it's been easy, but look, they've been receptive. They're talking to you. Like, they definitely ask for you to do things, and you'll need to do those, right? Like, it's pretty simple, uh, but they're just real people. You know, we talk to each other. We talk to municipalities, the fire department, all of the chiefs. You know, it, it, it's a pretty good relationship. And at one time, this area used to be big manufacturing, right? Paper mills, all kinds of stuff, right? So they definitely missed uh, all the work that was available when the mills moved out. And they've definitely been receptive for us to come up here and uh, really kind of open up their industry and, and like, you, look, it brings taxes to the area, right? Like, it's, it's good. In documents on the city's website, O'Hara lays out the process pretty clearly. The city council adopted a zoning ordinance and a map amendment in June 2018. And speaking to prospective business owners, O'Hara writes, When you have reviewed the map and the city's zoning policies, and you have selected a site and are ready to move forward, Please contact someone in the Community Development Department to request an appointment to discuss the application process. It's simple enough on the surface, but it's just the start of an in-depth conversation. 
Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of a strange story. We came out here, we started getting into this market. The regulatory side is definitely tricky because first you have to get a, so in all Massachusetts is a commonwealth, right? So everything goes between municipalities and then the state ran stuff, right? So there's kind of two things that happens here, right? First you have to get the the saving grace from the municipality themselves, right? And then the state also has to be on board. So it's kind of like you're working a couple different uh, entities here trying to get licensing and get into certain areas. In Massachusetts, the host community agreement is a critical part of the process. This is similar in other states, though they may not use that phrase. Essentially, what we're talking about here is local approval. These host community agreements allow for a bit of customization, a more dynamic conversation between the community and the cannabis business. What are the terms that will dictate this relationship? What can the community do to help the business? And what can the business do to help the community? From the Cannabis Control Commission, quote, the costs and impacts of hosting a marijuana establishment will understandably vary from municipality to municipality, and negotiated HCAs should reflect the particular impacts on the host community, unquote. So far, through host community agreements and ultimate approval from the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission, 47 cultivation business licenses have been issued as of April 2021, according to the commission's website. In our original 2016 article, 11 Tips for Winning a Cannabis Cultivation License, the piece that spurred this podcast series just a few years later, one tip our subjects highlighted was to understand the increasing complexity of getting a license and each state's licensing quirks. This is where versatile business acumen, not to mention legal expertise, can come in handy. Avis Bulbulian, CEO at SIVA in Los Angeles, told us at the time, quote, Regulations and licensing requirements vary from state to state. For example, some states have vertical integration, where marijuana business owners must operate from seed to sale, so they must not only cultivate but also process and sell what they grow. Some states do not require this and instead offer separate licenses, so a hopeful marijuana business owner could apply for a cultivation license, a processor license, and a retail or dispensary license. Some states may allow businesses to apply for more than one type of license, and others may not." Unquote. In Massachusetts, vertical integration is not required, although in Byron's case at Apothka, the different segments of the business certainly inform one another. What's selling well at Apothka's dispensaries in Lynn or Arlington will be analyzed at the cultivation facility in Fitchburg. Knowing where the business wanted to go, earning multiple licenses across the Commonwealth, helped shape their initial conversation with the community and their formal application. One of our stores is in Arlington, Massachusetts. To get into Arlington, look, we have to go through the municipality in Arlington itself, you know, and we have to get uh, host community agreements with them first. And then after that, then we can go to state and say, this is where we're gonna kind of set up operations. The whole time, it's funny, you have to lease the building at that time, right? When you're starting all this talk, right? So you know you're in for a long haul because you have to get through municipalities, um, the agency and everything to get to the end of licensing to approve the building to commence operations, right? When I came into the Massachusetts market, I said, look, you know, I'm kind of a Southern guy anyway. So I just opened the doors. I say like, come on in, like ask the questions. Let's, uh, 
let's get it all out on the table. Like there's nothing hidden here. It's like, it's not voodoo. It's not this big secret thing, right? As more and more states come online, including New York, New Mexico, and Virginia, as of this recording, the general process is becoming a bit more homogenous. Yes, there are licensing quirks that are unique to certain markets, like Massachusetts host community agreements, but the dynamics are fairly similar. Byron worked out west before he landed in Massachusetts, so he's had a chance to see the industry begin to gel over time. This is important because by the time he got to Apothka, he had a good sense of the types of questions that newly minted cannabis regulators would be asking. What exactly does a cannabis cultivation operation look like in real time? And how will it alter a community's social and economic landscape? An open-door policy, so to speak, goes a long way to easing concerns and, more importantly, educating people who may be new to this business. It's similar to what Michael Ward was saying about the city of Kalamazoo in our last episode. As a business operator, you're willing to learn. Now, you need to be willing to learn and teach. I mean, that happened in Washington, Oregon, everywhere. You know, I was on the West Coast. They do change constantly. It's a constant moving target. I tell everybody, if you're going to get in this, be ready to pivot, okay? I mean, like, if you're not ready to pivot, this is not the business for you, okay? So I tell everybody, yeah, there's a lot of hurdles, but they can be jumped. You know, um, you know I thought a funny statement is like, how do you win a cannabis license, right? You don't win a cannabis license, you earn it, right? <laughs> I tell everybody, he's like, be ready for the ball game, okay? We're getting ready to, it's a big game. Quest is the indispensable environmental control partner of top cannabis producers worldwide, providing unparalleled expertise, information, and equipment cultivators need to master complex grow room climates. The new Quest IQ series offers high capacity, cannabis-specific units that single-handedly master humidity and temperature, giving cultivators total control to dial in grow room environments. Contact Quest to learn how they partner with growers to meet their goals and maximize their yield at questclimate.com. Returning to the intersection of cannabis experience and business acumen that we noted at the top of the show, this is something that courses through any business's license application. You need to prove several things to regulators before you can earn the license in the way that Byron is talking about. You need to know your way around the plant itself, ensuring a healthy market perspective and growth trajectory. And to do that, you need to know how to pilot a business. That requires a team. And like anything else in business, cannabis is not a one-person show. A great team demonstrates expertise in finance, facilities management, controlled environment horticulture, manufacturing, retail operations, healthcare and security, and that's just the start. By and large, you should have the core ownership figured out before you begin the license application process. But you'll also want to point to as many specific team members as possible when presenting your case to the city or state. You know, I'd say like the biggest deal with me is like really build a good team. Okay, like look, if you need operations and you don't know operations, find you a number one operations guy, right? A guy with actually field experience, not just the resume, right? Like, what can he show you? Can he show you what he's done? Like, I mean, there's a lot of inputs that, you know, I've had from conversations like this that get into like, 
look, hire the real people to do the real stuff, you know, hire operations guys. Yeah, CFO is a different kind of guy. Hire the right one, you know. I think some of it they're trying to, like, put some of these crews together or teams together, and, and you know, some people don't have track records and some do. You know, I, I think it's very big to really – I think that's where Apofka did the really good job, right? They, like, found somebody with a track record and, like, we put an ops guy, you know, we put good operation people in there. We hired our own GC. Okay, who does that, right? A good and varied business background is vital. So, too, is dialed-in expertise on the cannabis plant, and perhaps even the history or culture of the plant. There's a long and complex narrative that cannabis businesses are stepping into when they sign on as licensed operators in a given marketplace. The legal industry has changed how we all have come to know and engage with the plant and its many chemical constituents, but it helps to have a sense of where we're coming from. But it's still a business. So, how important is this intersection of operations management and cannabis connoisseurship? You know, I'm an old-timer here compared to all the young kids coming in now, you know. Uh, I, I think it's key, you know, like uh, I would have said maybe when I was teaching ag 15 years ago, oh, you can grow whatever, right? Uh, I would beg to differ now. Uh, I've seen failures and, and set successes in this industry. And, you know, uh, failures really come from the un not understanding what is going on with the product and with the, and with the like processes through the cannabis world, right? Because processes with, Coca-Cola or something is different than a process with cannabis, right? So, you know, everybody says, well, it's a new business. I don't say it's really new. I mean, manufacturing has been around a long time, but I think there's certain processes to cannabis that you have to stick with, or it, it really just it doesn't come out good for you. Part of the team that helps make the process work takes us outside the walls of a cannabis company's facility. You've got your own internal team, of course, but another side of the coin are the business partners that keep things humming at the more granular machinery level. Our sponsor for this podcast series is Quest, which designs and manufactures commercial dehumidification equipment for cannabis businesses like Apothka. The company also flexes its partnerships across multiple industries, becoming themselves a resource for cannabis operators interested in improving their yields and hiking up their profit margins. You know, they've been in the cannabis space for a while now, you know. I mean, sure, there's a lot of people in dehumidification, HVAC. There's a lot of companies out there. Uh, in this space, I think they've been here a long time, you know. Uh, I've worked with them on multi-projects, not one. I mean, multiple projects, right, uh, that, you know, uh, they helped me with some of the numbers between engineering and, and the grower itself, you know. Uh, you know, I, I grew long before I did ops, right? So, you know, I mean, I started definitely as a director in cultivation. So when it comes from that, I had a huge connection with them. And like, you know, we talk all the time uh, to make sure that we stay a partner, right? Uh, when I need something, yeah, I call, they help me out, you know? I think that's big when you talk about cannabis industry and experience in the industry they work with them, right? You know, they do drawings, they're doing measurements for you. Like if you have an obstacle, so, you know, we've been able to work out a ton of obstacles, right? Like 
we got all these machines that got to go in a room and I don't want them nowhere on the floor. Right. And they're like, uh, can we put them over there for you? Can we put them over there? And I'm like, that doesn't work. So let's just keep working through those things. Right. Going, okay, now maybe that could work. You know, uh, they've definitely been creative when it comes to hanging some machines. Creativity. That might be a good note to end on here. Byron said that one of the most important assets in this business is a willingness to learn and to take chances. Make sure you come into it with an open mind and with lots of experience, right? You know, uh, uh, have good operations, have good equipment people, you know, good partnerships with everybody. And, uh, and, and really come in here to uh, do something. It's not going to be an easy grab money and go, okay? Uh, if I tell anybody anything, it's not that. I think you can do well here, right? Like, but you're not going to come here and, and, and retire on your own island in the next year, okay? So really what I, I break down cannabis in a really simple way. I put it all in these different compartments, basically, right? Like we have a compartment that's just municipalities and licensing and fees and, and SOPs and paperwork, right? And then you have this operation side, right? That's like, the growing, the packaging, the everything that's in this side. And then you got this other side that's doing the build outs and architects and MEPs. And, and, and I think like keeping everybody in their compartment and working on it kind of through it that way kind of really helps me navigate it all because, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces and you got a lot of partners, right? So, you know, from equipment to packaging, you know, like when you're running a full operation all the way to retail, there's uh, a lot to take into consideration. If you're interested in learning more about the licensing process and you're listening to this series as it's released, join us at Cannabis Conference 2021 in Las Vegas. The show runs from August 24th to the 26th. And an all-access pass gets you into our Create a Winning License Application session. Securing a cannabis business license is one of the most critical and perhaps one of the most daunting first steps in launching a business in this increasingly complex and competitive industry. Make your application stand out from the crowd with takeaways from this can't-miss session for any new or expanding business. We're going to continue releasing episodes over the next seven weeks every Friday Introducing you to characters around the business who've found their way through the tangled licensing process and who have plenty of advice for anyone interested in following along. In the meantime, though, we're all ears at Cannabis Business Times. Is there something you want to hear in this podcast or in a future series? Is there a story that you think sheds some serious light on the licensing landscape in the U.S.? Send me an email anytime. I'm at esandy at gie.net. GIE is our publishing company, or you can reach out on Twitter at CBTMag. We're here to serve the market. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of Cannabis Business Times. Alexander Garrett is our sound editor, and this series is brought to you by Quest.